0: We are under attack from within, Repeat, we are under attack, something is happening to my crew.
1: Coming up, it's Frontier Day and the Changeling attack on the Federation is executed with catastrophic results.
2: Tell me, what did you see? What did you see? Jack's deep, dark secret and his role in the attack is finally revealed. Beverly Rifles, go! Captain!
1: Picard and his Enterprise crew make a desperate and deadly escape from the Titan.
2: Is the bridge smaller or am I just bigger?
3: No, she's
0: exactly as she
2: was. And our heroes reunite with an old friend from the past, giving one last bit of hope to save the Federation from the enemy within. All this and more, coming up on the Star Trek Picard edition of Energize.
3: Energize. Energize.
2: We're jumping to warp speed with Jean-Luc Picard and the Star Trek Next Generation crew.
1: You're listening to Energize, a Star Trek Picard podcast, your source for in-depth analysis, colorful debate, and exciting discussions about the final adventure of Admiral Jean-Luc Picard and the Enterprise D crew. I'm your host, Anthony
2: McLemore. And I'm Steve Truitt. This week, the Federation is dealt a devastating blow as the Changeling plot is set into motion. And
1: in a shocking revelation, Jack Crusher finds out exactly who and
2: what he is to the detriment of the entire Federation. Can Picard and his crew save the Federation and the lives of millions before it's too late?
1: Here's a warp speed recap of Star Trek Picard episode nine,
2: Vox.
0: Your son is dangerous. We must take
3: precautions. Precautions? Jack, where are you going? You're gonna get yourself killed! Jack. End your struggle, my child.
0: Resistance is futile.
2: David and I have been combing through the changeling intel. It appears Captain Picard's DNA is now considered common biology. They've been assimilating
3: the entire fleet this whole time without anyone even knowing it. Hail the entire fleet! This is Admiral Jean-Luc Picard. Changeling infiltration of Starfleet has made us vulnerable to our greatest enemy, the Borg.
0: We are under attack from within. Repeat, we are under attack. Something is happening to my crew.
3: Eliminate all, all unassimilated. unassimilated. This ship cannot be saved from within. We need to get off the Titan before it's too late.
1: All right, Steve. My goodness, man. Wow. Just when you think things couldn't get better, they do. This was an amazing episode on so many levels of which we will dive into.
2: Yes, and I'm just going to say at the outset, this is the first time since reruns of Star Trek TNG that I've watched any episode twice. I watched this twice because I was so blown away.
1: I've already watched it five times, so uh, I'm that <laughs> into win. it. And yeah, <laughs> yeah especially I roll back from a probably about the last 15 minutes, and I've watched that yeah, several that's the times. Best part. So yep, yep yeah, yep, the best that's part. It, yeah, so it's amazing. So in this episode, we we we're gonna finally find out who Jack Crusher is, how yep. Jack fits into the changing plot against the Federation, and what Picard and his old original. Enterprise crew will have to do to prevent the Frontier Day attack on the Federation.
2: Right, so the big question has been, you know, for eight episodes, who or what is Jack Crusher? Nothing is more
0: elusive than a door the mind doesn't wish to open. Your truth, it's behind that door. Find me. Will you let me open it for you? I promise. Fear nothing. Whatever we might find there you will not be alone
2: we will be together soon jack yes so we start right where we left off with deanna troy she's using her betazoid telepathy uh to guide jack within his mind to open the red door and you had said last week uh you had seen that little teaser and she opens the door and she's petrified
1: Oh yeah, completely. And so, you know, true to form, true to the teas that uh, they yep. had actually put out there, she opens the door, helps Jack open the door, and she immediately pulls herself out of it. And she's terrified. I mean, she yeah. is like scared, and she's like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry." And and she literally runs out. And Jack is like, "What the hell?" You know? Yeah. What did <laughs> tell you me say? Who I
2: am? <laughs> yeah. uh, and he's scared and, too, right? He's like, "Damn it, just just tell me." Yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah. but what, so, what, you know, we want to know what the ahead. hell it is that she sees that she's freaking out yeah, about.
1: I, absolutely. And so, you know, my question was, what would be so terrifying to her right. that she would leave a patient and run right. herself?
2: Right, right. Um, well, we find out.
3: We <laughs> It's impossible
0: jack has never been assimilated there are no
3: nanoprobes in his system there are no transceivers no receivers the
0: voices in his head are distinct my gifts aren't perfect but i have never mistaken borg
2: <laughs> she runs right to picard opens the door and she's like i know who those voices were it was the borg the Borg."
1: yep yep and we've all been making our bets and I have said from
2: the from the outset that I thought it was the Borg. That's what I said too. I said he's a Borg. Yep. And yep. you know, I wanna I wanna give a, a kind shout out to a, a listener who had disagreed with me two seasons ago and said, No, they've told the Borg story, there'll be no more Borg. I just wanna say I was right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but the, but the great thing about this is that the writers, you know, have used something that's logical in a very yeah. fresh and new way, and we'll get right. to that.
2: Yeah, right. Because because it it because it's part of Picard's story. Why wouldn't it be part of his son's? You know, in, in a way, this is the sins of the father revisited on the son. If you think about it.
1: Yeah, and what a great way to you know, explore this. And so yeah. there was something that I missed last week. Yeah. Um, and I didn't pick up on it until I rewatched it because I yeah. rewatch episodes because I, I think it's fun. And yeah. especially when the episodes are good. But when uh, when Jack Crusher was on the bridge in front of Vatic, yeah. and seven came back onto the, came back onto the bridge and said, I, I'm, I'm gonna stay, it was Vatic that said how appropriate that you stay Jack And that was a major giveaway.,
2: No, how is it appropriate that you stay seven? She set it to seven yeah. of nine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't mean Jack. Um, I meant
1: seven. Yeah. How, yeah, how, yeah.
2: how appropriate is it that you, you stay with Jack? Yeah. So I missed that in watching it too, but I edited last week's episode and I caught it then. And I'm like, okay, it's the Borg. It's the Borg.
1: Yep. Yep. And this is on top of the uh, material being removed from Picard's brain. So they've been right. dropping, you know, uh,
2: nuggets all along yeah. the way.
1: Yeah, like, so why it, his
2: brain? Why his brain? And they're teasing us, like, oh, is the aromonic syndrome part of his brain. And that's kind yeah. of where we thought we were going with it.
0: Biology doesn't always need words to communicate. Flocks of birds turn in unison, the architecture of a beehive and ant colony, all wordlessly connected. Some transceivers and receivers are organic. So, too, must be the technology inside Jack.
1: So, Beverly pieces together that Picard doesn't have aromonic syndrome. Right. Uh, but that the Borg created some kind of biological technology that was passed from Locutus to Jack. And so this really does make sense because there's always been some kind of interface that had to yeah. work between the machine and the
2: organic. For sure. And, you know, Locutus himself was the first real ambassador that the Borg chose to have. You know, the the Queen's like, I chose you to, you know, bring me to the Federation, you know, and... Um, it it makes sense why Picard was so loved by the Borg Queen and why they had such a, which, such a, a unique uh, connection. I was starting to think, God, is is Jack the Borg Queen's son? But she didn't have a bottom, so I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> that would make things
1: uh,
3: yeah, very that'd be uh, really difficult. Tricky. <laughs> Super tricky. Below the waist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How
2: are we yep. gonna do this? We'll adopt.
1: Yeah, there we go. There we go. So, you know, like you said, um, Picard has always been unique. The Locutus was so unique. And they've been dropping nuggets all along. I mean, Shaw talked about it, he brought that into it. And so, um,
2: the Battle of Wolf 359, you know, is a huge, huge part of canon. And to have Shaw bring it back and talk about it, yeah, this whole thing was peppered with Borg from the beginning. Yeah. Oh, absolutely! And we so had the Picard Borg Queen dev- last season, and we had yeah. Borg stuff in the first season, kind of, because of the Borg Cube, and that's when we met Seven and 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 Hugh. You know, it, it's been Borg all three seasons.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, it was great tie-in um, yeah. with Seven being there. It made it even more poignant. Uh, For but sure. I, I, this is where the good writing and emotion comes in, because Picard's devastated, as any parent yeah. would, if they've passed on a a crippling gene onto their child. I mean, that happens in real life all the time.
2: Yeah.
0: We must tell him.
3: No, no, I will. It's my responsibility.
2: I, I'm the cause. My fault. Right, and so you know, Picard is obviously devastated. Um, He's just—he's so. Guilty. It's like, you know, passing a a bad gene onto your child, which is kind of what he has done. And, you know, I think this is, you know, Patrick Stewart is an older fellow now and he seems more tired like Picard would, but he still just brings it, man. You could just see how devastating this is for him. He did a great job with it.
1: Yeah, and I think you know the writers have worked with their age, and it and it would be appropriate. Oh, yeah. You've been battling the board your entire back end of your life, yeah. and, and you're it's a, it's, a, it's very exhaust exhaustive, yeah. and and it's just like crap. I can never escape these fools. So yeah. so um, so it yeah. it's, it 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 you could read it on his face and his demeanor. It just it sold it. And so he has this burden now and he he wants to go tell Jack, but Troy brings up a really
0: good point. Jean-Luc, Beverly, I'm really sorry, but there are protocols. Protocols? Vadik was searching for a weapon against humanity. That weapon was Jack. You both saw him enter the minds of others and control them. Forgive me, but as of this moment, your son
2: is dangerous. Well, look, we're, we're still Starfleet. We have protocols in place. He is a weapon, and that means he's dangerous. And it's like, oh, right, that's right. You know, he's friendly, and he's been a good son and all that, but he can be activated maybe by the Borg, now that we know
1: yeah, now the stakes are high. The stakes are yeah. really, really high because he—he he truly is a threat. We've got to put him somewhere. So, yeah. uh, so Picard goes to Jack to have this really, you know, hard conversation with him, and you know, Jack obviously is questioning who he is. You know, is well, he Borg? Yeah. Is he Jack?
3: Everyone, everyone has their secrets, things that they should be allowed to keep to themselves, not put up on some psychic display. The fact that she's a former Starfleet counselor raises some serious. Jack, counselor just Troy, just tell me, tell me what did she see in here?
2: Yeah, <laughs> and and just just the way they set the scene, it's there's three high windows and they're beaming sunlight into the scene. There's no natural lighting. It's very dark. Both of them are not only backlit and in silhouette, but they're as far away from each other as they can be in the room, and it looks like a prison. And it feels like a prison. And I, this scene feels like Jack's about to be imprisoned. And I just love the way they set the scene. It was just beautifully done.
1: Oh, Very much so. And so, you know, I've, I felt for Jack. And then yeah. Picard has to tell him that precautions have to be taken. Right. And, you know, again, this was great acting on Patrick Stewart's part because... Right. You know, Jack is like, wait a minute, what what are you saying? You know, he's questioning him as a father, but he's like, listen, you don't understand. You know, I had to kill a lot of people
2: that I knew. No, I killed a lot of people that I knew. I I threatened the lives of everyone I've ever loved. You know, it's the scene when he's with Lily on Enterprise-E, you know, in in First Contact when she's like, blow up the ship. He's like, no, you know, he's just like. This they, they 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 attack us and we fall back. No more. I will make them pay for what they've done. He's just had this in him forever, and here he is, an 82-year-old man. He's like Jesus. I, I can't get, like you said before. I can't get rid of these fools, but it's like I you know, uh, you're you're not gonna do what I did. There's a
3: place where you will be safe. A research academy on Vulcan. Tesla academy
0: it's an institution a prison where they can mind meld and bottomize the
3: Borg from me
1: uh, but so picard wants to send jack to vulcan but jack you know rejects that because he yeah. feels like he's being institutionalized
2: which he would have been that's true. yeah yeah i mean let's he's like real. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna have the you know them logically mind meld me out of who i am right um, which is an yeah. interesting line. Yeah. So
1: and Jack so, Jack turned it on him. He's like, "What yeah. about the pro- you know their protocols? But what about the protocols of a father?" And that's right. tough.
2: Right. But but he says he gives the Spock line: the needs of the mini outweigh the needs of the one. You know, it's like, look, man, I'm sorry. Uh, I have experience yep. with this. You will not be in control of yourself very soon. And so Jack's like, "Screw this!" He starts walking out, and the door uh, slides open, and standing there are these two big guards, security guards. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh, crap.
0: Where are you going? Home. No, we can find a solution. We, we can undo this, whatever it is. There's a voice in my
3: head. I always thought it was yours. It wasn't.
2: It's hers. It's him, so he takes control of him. Yep, he does. He uses his red-eye shift. And they immediately turn their guns on Picard. They don't shoot him, thankfully, of course. But... Jack's yeah, I mean, like, he's not gonna kill his dad. He just yeah, you know, Jack is
1: very cavalier and he just wanna take wants to take matter into matters into his own hands. Yeah. And so, you know, he's he's gonna leave and, and even Beverly tries to stop him and
2: um he's not having it. And nope. he, he flees. He gets on a shuttle and he takes off. Now, I was a little surprised that he was able to do it so easily, but maybe he mind connected with people who let him do it, you know, uh, released I mean, I, I'm surprised you can just steal a shuttle that easy, but I don't know. Maybe they didn't know what was going on.
1: Yeah, and that ship's been through a lot. Oh, <laughs> Tide's been point. through a lot. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're operating on a, on a bone crew anyway.
3: Right. Okay, where am I going?
1: So Jack, you know, flies off and he goes to the Borg, Borg ship set on killing the queen. I mean, it yeah. was a noble idea, but, you know, we know. the Borg queen's too powerful.
0: Jack, Jack. My child. My flesh. Blood. For all my darkness, you are light. For all my suffering... You are life.
3: I don't know what I am,
0: but I know I'm not yours. Oh, but you are.
2: And this is Alice Creek, who originally played the first Borg Queen in First Contact. We don't see her. I suspect she's a little older. It's been 25 years. Uh, I don't know if they're going to show her, but we I, that voice was unmistakable. Um, oh, yeah. Well, a, creepy. Creepy. Yeah, yeah, that original Borg voice that you can't forget, the Borg Queen voice, and I'm like, Oh my god, it's Alice Krieg, I was so excited. And she just talked to him like she was a loving mother. A loving, creepy mother,
1: worse than yeah. Mommy
2: Dearest. But uh, <laughs> yeah, right. So, you know, Jack, you know, Jack
1: wants to shoot, but she's like, If you thought if you could, you would have done it already and right. She plugs right. into him.
2: And he allows it. Now, here's my theory. Am I allowed to talk about theories right now? Yes, you can. I think what's happening, and he did uh, allude to this, he said, I'm going to go over there and I'm going to kill them from within. I think what they're doing is he's doing another rope-a-dope where he's going to allow himself to get connected, like like Gerardi uh, did last season. She allowed herself to get connected so she could mess with the queen. I think that's what Jack is going to try to do and try to, you know, he, he's got both Borg and human. I think maybe he can try to infiltrate from the inside.
1: Eh, it's a good theory. It's a good theory, and it would work, but my God, it's a costly one. Jeez. Well,
2: but but that's, listen, if he can't, if he's forever Borg, and he's forever, I mean, it's in his damn DNA. He can't get rid of it. Look look at Picard. Look at Seven. They can't. He just can't get rid of it. Um, then it might be that he sacrifices his life. Here's a guy who's always been on the run, never cared about anybody. He's been asked to join Starfleet. He laughs it off. What if he what if he sacrifices his life to finally end the Borg for all of humanity and he understands the sacrifice that may happen. Get ready. Get out the tissues. It might happen.
1: OK. Hey, I'll put a pin in that and uh, I will uh, pin a medal on you if you're correct.
2: OK, thank
3: you.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, Jack has left. And, it, you know, it leaves Beverly and Picard really dejected. I mean, yeah. and as parents, you yeah. know, Beverly feels terrible, you know, in the sense that I've lost two sons. I, I gave one freedom and he flew. He, yeah. and he, You know, he's gone. And I held one tight and he's gone. So nothing, I'm, nothing I'm doing as a parent is working.
2: Which all parents feel all the time, by the way. Um, it's really hard and I love this perspective they, like you said, these writers have embraced the grey, they've embraced their older characters and, and what they're going through now, letting children go and losing children And uh, wow, wow, I, I feel for her in a great way how could I have missed that?
3: Beverly, it's a testament to you that he managed to resist for so long he may be more but that is not all So what now?
0: Clearly, the changelings have been working with the Borg from the beginning.
3: And as we speak, all of Starfleet is gathered in one location. The
0: outcome of this entire conspiracy was intended for this exact moment. Today is Frontier Day.
1: So we get to where Jordy is, and you know Jordy's trying to figure out things, uh, working yeah. with data, and so they 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 hit it, and it, it's more terrifying and, and devastating than we ever thought.
2: Right, and, and, it, and it and it makes beautiful sense in a way because the Locutus story did not just end when they rescued him and took out the implants. They transformed no. Picard in a way where they rewrote some of his genetic code, and it was stored in his body, uh, but not detectable by Starfleet. And it was only um, detected as symptoms of irremotix syndrome, which is just a brilliant way to bring all of that back and re-explain it and reimagine it.
1: Yeah, I mean the writers did their homework. I mean yeah. this is this is proof Phenomenal. positive that that the writers really did a good job because there've been movies and where you can yeah. tell somebody didn't really you know look yeah. at all the source material yeah and and, and or just know from it they canon. weren't fans
2: yeah yeah
1: yeah this yeah. this is this is uh, a show written by fans for the fans and so right. this was a great way to weave it in because it all makes sense you don't feel like this was uh, a story that was stuck on the side with a piece of chewing gum
2: right. It, it it knocks down so many um, pegs at once. It's like, oh, okay, so that's why the body was at Daystrom. And that's why Vadic stole it from Daystrom. And why Picard, the best part was, you know, I can still hear them. And that was a line, too, in the movie. And like, um, that's why he could still hear them. Because yep, exactly. he still had them in there. Yep, So, uh, so soon had
1: discovered the, when he, when soon made the, uh, positronic body for Picard in, um, season one, he discovered that anomaly and then took, took the body over to Daystrom. So that's why they had it. We
3: have to warn them. Of what exactly? They're going to blow us out of the water. But we have to try. Picard, Captain Shaw, we need to get to the Sol system right now. Um smack
0: dab in the middle of Frontier Day where pretty much every Starfleet vessel is
3: assembled, running exercises with our faces pinned to their dartboard. It's our only option, Captain. Of course it
1: is. So they they, they come to the realization that Jack can hear like like Picard could, but he can also transmit, which is, you know, why you know he's able to
2: control people so yeah that makes him very very valuable to the changelings so this is where i started to get lost a little and i, I wanted to try to understand this is is this mean does this mean that the changelings how, how did they bond with the borg to do this and who's in charge is it the changelings or is it the borg this is stuff i want to answer later
1: uh, yeah i mean that that that's still a question as to how did their alliance yeah. Uh, come to be so um, I'm really really curious about it but maybe it had to do with the changelings that were Daystrom and escaped
2: oh, oh and, yes and it was oh. a, maybe it was an
1: offering I don't I know I bet
2: you I bet you somehow it has to do with Hugh or something like that like Something, or they 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 assimilated a changeling, or I I don't they will figure it out. I bet you it'll be brilliant the way they explain it. I just can't wait to find out.
1: Yeah, because they haven't dropped the ball on anything. No. to no. you know, in my opinion, no. yeah. So so now it's you know we're we're in dire straits. I mean, um Frontier Day is about to start. So uh, oh, it's Frontier it's, Day. We've, we've got to get there. It is Frontier Day. They they yeah. Wharf says it.
2: Today is the day of Frontier Day.
1: <laughs> yeah. And the fact that Starfleet is all in one place, I think is just really stupid.
2: <laughs> well that's like you know, this is this is the the Pearl Harbor moment where all the ships are in the in the harbor. Um it naked. just doesn't make sense. And they're just advertising it, hey, it's Frontier Day. Hey, we're all here. <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: uh, they decide to go to Frontier, you know, to uh, Frontier Day. Frontier yeah. Day. Oh yeah, and, they, gotta, they you have know, to. this is this is tough considering they're one ship.
2: And they're they're like they have a target on their back. You know what I mean? This is a big deal. They're going to go in there and everyone's going to be looking for them and and probably attack them.
0: Space Dog, this is NCC 1701F, ready for ceremonial departure.
2: Admiral Shelby in command.
0: Copy that, Enterprise for departure. Happy Frontier Day. 250 years ago today, the Enterprise NX-01, the first Warp 5 capable vessel to be constructed by human hands, made its maiden voyage.
1: So, fast forward over to Frontier Day. The festivities have started, and we see the new Enterprise F come out of space dock.
2: Oh, dude. Ah. Ugh. Yeah, and they announce it too. It's just thrilling. And and who announces it? Do you remember?
1: Uh yes, I remember her. I remember her. It's Admiral uh,
2: I, Shelby. Yes, I couldn't who, stand her. <laughs> who was Commander Shelby in the third Lieutenant season? Lieutenant Commander Shelby. Yes, Lieutenant Commander Shelby, who was pissed, who got mad at Riker. She was doing the Borg thing. I loved seeing her. That was just another like, oh, okay, Borg story. There's Shelby, yeah. but now she's Admiral. Scene. Yeah, fleet unbelievable. admiral. Yeah, admiral.
1: It's really, really ironic. You know, she was the freaking Borg a- expert. Yeah,
2: and, and, <laughs> and she's she's, she she's about to get bested. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so the the F comes out, and I I thought when I saw the the previews for the season that you know when Riker said "Hello, beautiful," it was all going to be Enterprise F. I really thought that. The fact that we just see it in in episode nine tells me that. They're either preserving the F for another crew someday, or or something, because they didn't feature it that much, other than just introducing it.
1: Yeah, and, yeah. And this I is mean, a fan almost...
2: concept, by the way. The Enterprise F was designed by a fan in a contest, and it won the contest to be in the video game, and and now it's canon. Can you imagine being the guy that designed it, and now they're using it? Oh yeah, it? I mean, really great bragging rights. Of course. You're a hero. Oh, my gosh. What do you think of it? Yeah.
1: No, I loved it. I mean, it, it's mean. It's got a mean face. It, it's very sharp. serious. Yeah, very yeah. sharp.
2: Very, It's very streamlined. It's It takes the E and makes it even... It's a bigger version than the E. It's got double neck. I don't know if you noticed that. Uh, neck yep. on the right and the left. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it looks tough. Yeah, very much so.
0: As we demonstrate our newest advancement... Fleet formation.
2: USS Pulaski, synchronization online.
0: USS Magellan. Synchronistic technology that allows every ship in Starfleet to operate as one—an impenetrable armada, unity and defense—the ultimate safeguard.
3: Synchronization online. In
0: case of the unthinkable, fleet-wide incapacitation, this system will protect our crews and our continued exploration of what still remains. Our final frontier.
1: So all these ships are are linked, which has been yeah. you know discussed in previous episodes, right. and you know echoes of Battlestar Galactica. This is right. the premise for the for sidelines. how the thirteen colonies
2: yeah. went
1: down in the first place.
2: Yeah, yeah. During that attack, um, I like the idea, and what's more interesting is the formation that they took. I was trying to decide what that formation looked like and I couldn't get a grasp of it but maybe you have an idea
1: uh, I don't know it did seem like it was like looks like genetic code or something <laughs> like oh yeah, I maybe, don't know. Yeah, yeah maybe
3: yeah, yeah. That's,
1: that's what it felt to like back to me
2: okay. yeah 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 this is Starfleet code specifically transporter code they've implemented portions of Captain Picard's Borg altered DNA into the transporter system. Captain Picard's DNA is now considered common biology in the transporter system. They've been assimilating the entire fleet this whole time.
1: So we go back to Geordi and Data, and they have discovered that, por- that portions of Picard's uh, borg alter DNA has been implemented into the, the transporter <laughs> systems across the
2: entire fleet. I mean... <laughs> It's just dude that is next level. First of all, planning by whoever the Borg or the Changelings. And just what great story writing. I mean it just it basically says every species that has gone through the pattern buffer and that's everybody has a baseline DNA set that is now belonging to Locutus. That's yep, insane. Yep, Picard's code and, is now common biology. And what does that mean? It's like, okay, great. Now are we all going to get an English accent? It's like, what's going to happen? Yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: So every person in Starfleet has this Borg tech in their bodies now. They do. And, you know, so basically, you know, I was just like, my goodness, this is brilliant. They've been setting up their assimilation
2: the whole time under everyone's noses. That just sent a chill down my spine, like a real chill. I was like, oh, my. God, this is unbelievable. Yeah, I mean it's
1: it's it's been crazy the whole season because um the whole notion that changelings can alter all the way down to their organs, you know? Yeah. And that was already scary enough that they're among us like that. Now, you know, they raised, you know, they raised us. Yeah. You know, on a poker table, yeah. they went, "I will raise you on that." Yeah. We're and in your DNA. You know, Yes. And, and well, you know, this is, I was just, I was cheering at the same time as cringing. I was like, man, this is awesome. And I was like,
2: oh my God, they're going to get killed. Well, I mean, but let's go back a step. And this is what I had a question about before. <clears throat> We've had Changeling, Changeling, Changeling for eight episodes. And suddenly it's a Borg plot. Like this is where I started to get confused. Like, well, wait a second. Well, then where are the Changelings? Was Shelby a Changeling? Uh, who? What's going on? What happened to the changelings? Is this a Borg attack? So I, I want to know what's happening because we kind of—I I know they won't leave it forever, but it, I feel like they just kind of sidestepped the changelings to talk about the Borg. Yep. Well,
1: we'll see. We'll see what. They, I'm sure they're going to explain it out how they got together.
2: I hope so. Uh, yeah, they yep. will. I know they will. I just—I just want it all. <laughs> yep.
1: Explained <laughs> gotcha. now, please. So, yeah. <laughs> so everything gets—you know—gets the high gear now that we know. Just how bad the plot is and how insidious yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, you know, now I'm just like, okay, man, this Frontier Day is about to about to go crazy awry.
3: Yeah. This is Admiral Jean Luc Picard. I come to you with a warning. Command, what the hell is happening? Changeling infiltration of Starfleet has made us vulnerable to our greatest enemy, the Borg.
1: So uh Picard they arrive at, at 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 Frontier Day and he tries to warn the fleet but they're cut off. Yeah. You know, and Jack yeah. at the
2: same time Jack is plugged in and he starts transmitting because he's a transmitter. He's a transmitter, exactly. And now all of a sudden, and that was the whole point was Jack can be a transmitter. And this yep. is a weird this is a weird little moment. They go, "Well, uh, uh what's happening?" you know, well, if everyone's got Borg technology in us, how come we haven't changed yet? And then suddenly, I think someone says, well, wait, we discovered that it you only change if you haven't completed your cerebral cortex growth. And they're like, oh, so anyone under 25? And then suddenly all the cadets and all the um, ensigns on the bridge start to turn, including Jordy's daughter. The Forge.
0: We are the Borg.
1: Oh my gosh. And then and then as you're seeing that happen, you just realize, oh crap, this is happening on every ship. Every They're ship. effed. They're yep. effed. And so yep. Shelby gets it
2: gets two to the chest. Yeah, she's like, ah. <laughs> you know, boom, she's boom, like ensign. What are you, pow! <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was almost like an unceremonial. I mean, she just she just went down. It is absolutely I know. it was Like, mayhem. hey, welcome back. Oh, okay, right, bye. And so, so one Starfleet now Borg ensign comes in off the off the um, transport, or excuse me, off the lift, and says, you know, kill all uh, or eliminate all non Borg. Eliminate all unassimilated. We gotta get out of here. Can't see. Come on, come on. Stun only. Yeah. It's it's not assimilation anymore. It's kill them mainly because they probably don't have the ability to assimilate anymore. They've they've changed. It's now a DNA assimilation, as we've seen. And Seven just pops her in the face, and they jump into the turbo lift. Oh yeah, everything, everything's going wild.
1: And yeah. so they're on the lift, they're just yeah. seeing all this craziness. You can hear all, you know, on the comms, everything that's happening on all the other ships.
3: Can anybody read me? This is Captain Bedmasat of the Excelsior. To all who can hear, we have managed to retake control of our bridge. Hold on, hell, what's happening? They're controlling us remotely. Taking us out of formation, no, no! excelsior eliminated. all vessels secure fleet
1: assimilation complete. Uh, yep. the excelsior you know is breaking out yep. they were able to the, to come and you know get the control of the bridge back from the board and
2: they're like yeah we got control of the bridge and then oh no yeah well <laughs> Remember, they were there they, they find hardwired yeah and they 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 find this this rogue radio channel that's like a lower decks radio channel and they're like we got our bridge back and we're sa-. and then and then they're actually Pushed out into the middle by the by the collective, and four ships fire on the Excelsior and destroy it. And one of those ships, did you notice? I paused. Did you notice what one of the ships was? No. What? The USS Hikaru Sulu. Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. I didn't see it
1: in in the, in that moment, but I was looking at some some stuff online and somebody had mentioned it just rattled off names that they you know well, saw in a
2: freeze frame. One of the ships that. Was the, in that group was the uh, the Akuda and Michael Akuda was the long time, and still is the long time uh, designer of all of the set pieces. And he is just brilliant. He's the one who gave us all the touch screens in Next Generation, and what you're seeing now is just next level. That's all Michael Okuda's, um influence. So of course he gets to have a ship named after him. <laughs> I
3: gotta get to my girls. No, oh, stop. And do what?
1: No, no, no. We need a plan. All right? I, I really like this moment. You know, where Jordy's like, I gotta go get my daughters. And, and right. Data grabs him. And yes. this is where the human, the 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 new data, yeah. the human part of Data acts. He's like, no, 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 no. Just, you know, basically, there's nothing you can do.
2: We need right. a plan. He's like, yeah, he's like, what are you going to do? Go up there and get killed? No. Let's get a plan. And yeah. he does it like an older brother. You know, not like... Jordy, that would be unwise. Like, you know, it was great. No, no, he'd um, he, he said it like you or I was like, dude, no,
1: yeah. we can't you can't do that. You, you're going to get killed. We'll yeah. come back for them. And yeah. so, I mean, battles are going on all decks. So I like, when the, when the um, lift door opens, it was just like mayhem.
2: Close the door, close yeah. the door. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, people were just shooting at each other. Um, so, Picard and his crew uh, that were in the lift with um, Riker and Shaw and Seven. They realize that if they go down to the lower, lower, lower decks, and I can't remember what they called it, um, that they can they can regroup down there where it's there's no the connection. Service deck. The, uh, so, that's it. Yeah, the service the, deck. The, yeah, there's no connection yeah. there. There's no integration there. So Picard, oddly, gets on his communicator and tells the group. I'm surprised he's not telling everyone, but that's okay. I mean, isn't that broadcasting to everyone? Was my question, but maybe it's just like a localized group. I don't know. Um, yeah but they, he's like meet us down in the in the service deck
3: thank goodness you all made it just trying to get the damn door open Jean-Luc they took my girls and we will get them
0: back but right now we all need to get
3: off of this ship what if we get off this ship and the fleet takes us shuttles don't connect to the new system
2: they're autonomous the robot's right it's the only way
3: a single shuttle against the entire fleet
2: no I've got a better idea so they they get down there and they're getting ready to this one of my favorite moments they all get there together and data goes let's take a shuttle it's not c- connected to the collective and we would be you know blind to their senses or invisible rather and seven of nine goes the robot's right we should do that And data just yeah raises that was funny like, that was what? really funny he just, just looks at her like what, <laughs> what? the robot's right yeah, uh, but but yeah. then Jordy's got another idea, and he punches into the keypad, and they're like, "Let's get out of here." So
1: they're boarding the shuttle. Firefight ensues, yep. and they're slowly getting everybody, you know, onto the shuttle. But then, you know, Shaw is, you know, go, go, go. Beverly, right
3: go. Picard, go.
2: was it was interesting for me for his character because the entire time he's like I don't care I don't care I don't care then he's kind of roped into it and then he's like this is important and then suddenly and I think almost too suddenly he's the hero and I think what I would have liked to see with this death scene was a hearken back to maybe he pointed at people like he was pointed to to get on the shuttle there is a rhyme there right he got to live because he got to go on the shuttle when the Borg was attacking in at 359. But he dies this time. And I don't know if they did enough to rhyme that with his story.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, I I, I, mean, I, it, I understood it, because yeah. this time he was telling everybody to
3: go.
2: Right, exactly. And, and making I, the I, order. It, I guess maybe, I, I don't want it to be beaten over our heads, but I guess I wanted to see that. Uh, somewhat yeah. like that that rhyme but his death is a noble one and and he dies beautifully and very sadly and what he says at the end is heartbreaking no no it's,
3: it's not my ship anymore it's yours you have the con 7 of 9
1: yeah he was just like no 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 and then he's just like you know, he tells Seven, you know, you're the captain now. Yep. You know, Commander Seven
2: of Nine. And he right. finally showed her that respect. That respect, Great right? Moment. Yeah, it was it was gorgeous. And so so they stay. Uh, they being Rafi. She, she's like, Rafi, get on the shuttle. And she's like, no way, I'm staying with you. Which is great because they haven't been together all season.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. And they, and those two, are, they're badasses. They're going to figure out a way.
2: Oh, yeah. they're And they're a good team, you know. Um so yeah, and, off- I, and
1: I, I did a little I did a little sneaking. I went into the um the um the trailer for the season and I found one frame that I know <gasps> I hadn't seen in any show. <laughs>
2: oh, okay. Yeah. No, gonna... just, it, just, it, just, they...
1: it just it just it just it just it was just a good frame that you know uh, there's going to be there's going to be kisses. more battles on the title. That's all I got.
2: Oh, okay, okay.
1: I was wondering yeah, if they were going
2: to get back together. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So um now here's here, we mentioned the last 15 minutes this was the best 15 minutes in recent memory of any tng as far as i'm concerned and that i mean obviously the the original show had its wonderful shows the inner light i watched the other night again because it's so good and other episodes but um this is where it just all comes together they get in the shuttle and they split and it's like, well, where are they going? And they arrive where, Anthony? At the
1: Fleet Museum. <laughs> Jordy, why are we here? We need a ship.
3: Something older. Analog. Offline from the others. You think we can use one of these?
2: Well, I was going to say this as a surprise one day, but I guess there's
3: no time
1: like
0: the present. The
2: Enterprise D. Back at the Fleet Museum, this story has been teed up since since the first minute of the of this season, where he goes, I wanna send this to Geordie, he'll love it. Right? The, the the picture of the Enterprise D, right? And so talk about a rhyme. We get all the way to the end of the series and they arrive back at Space Dock and they're like, Well, what are we gonna do? We need a ship that's analog and I love that term that they use yep. that. Uh, but the one that's not networked with the rest of the, the crew. Now, are you starting to smell the cooking? Because I was starting to smell oh, yeah. the cooking. At
3: this
1: point, I mean, there was, there's only one thing it can be. There's only one yeah. ship it could be. Sure. And so they open the hangar doors, and lo and behold, it's uh, our good old
2: friend, Enterprise uh, D. And immediately I'm like, well, wait a second. <laughs> it blew up. But they've explained it perfectly. Jordy's like... Well, listen, the saucer section, because of the prime directive, we couldn't leave it behind. So we salvaged it from Viridian 3. And uh, I brought it back, and I've been working on it for 20 years because he's been in charge of the Fleet Museum, which is a perfect, right. perfect storyline.
1: Yeah, it, it completely makes sense. And then they just took uh, the nacelles and the, the, the lower portion from uh, one of the other ships. the, the Saratoga? Um, the, the Saratoga. So, yeah, it, it made complete sense. Because the heart of the ship is actually the saucer
2: section, so. Without a doubt. And, you know, uh, I'll just be honest with you, it's my least favorite of all the ships, but I I, I just fell in love with it again. Like, I I don't know if I ever truly loved it. I think I did in the 80s when I didn't know any other ships, but the ships they've designed since have just been miraculous, and it kind of left the D in the dust, and I never was really a big fan of the D, or the C for that matter, but... But seeing it there, I was like, oh, God, that ship just brought everything back. And obviously we can't use the Enterprise-E.
3: That was not my fault. And
1: so they, they they board the ship and a great joke yeah. about, you know, well, we couldn't yeah. use Enterprise-E. And Warp's like, yeah, that was not uh, my fault.
2: So... What does that refer to? I'm totally lost.
1: It's 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 uh, it's it's canon. You know, Worf took control. I mean, took command as captain of the Enterprise E at some point, and there was some mission, and we don't know. There's not a a clear explanation as to what happened. So it's something that maybe could be explored later Uh, on. I
2: thought it had to do with um with um nemesis because they crashed it into that romulan ship but they they ended the movie they're repairing it again like it wasn't that bad so yeah it's something that's a that's some kind of joke that we're going to find out later maybe in lower decks or who knows yeah yeah so
1: they they board the ship and these are these were great moments the lights yeah. come on oh, and god it's just incredible. yeah they're all standing there and it's just it's a, they 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 rebuilt you know well the you know, production team rebuilt it from scratch. That's and what it's I um...
2: exactly the same. I mean, exactly even the the shape of the overhead lights in that kind of ovular shape. And my the god, the carpet. A...
3: It wasn't until this moment, reunited with all of you, I realized what I've missed most:
2: the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Picard's like, you know, after all this time and having you all here, I realize what I miss the most. This carpet. Great joke. Yeah. So yeah. great. And he's like, he's like, listen, I, 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 I shouldn't ask you to do this, which is a weird thing to say to me. It's the only thing that felt out of place because before he said, I need you all. I'm glad you're here because I need you. Um, so it's kind of a strange moment to me why he would say that, and but you know, Riker's like, listen, where you go, you know, we go, that's it, yeah. In in, in that moment, I was like, man, this should be in a theater, <laughs> yeah, such well, a theater I, I, moment, yeah. I, I, I've said this is either three movies or you know, the last um season of Next Generation, which you know, it is,
1: yep, and so uh. You know, everybody takes their places. I love what he said. We've we've been here before. Yep. Uh, everybody everybody take their positions and everybody, yep. you know, it's just like everybody like slid right back into what we have talking Right to where they're
2: supposed to go.
1: Yeah, right where they all the chess pieces are where they need to be.
2: And yep. um, they take off for Earth. What a great that, ending.
1: Great <laughs> for ending. This and the episode.
2: ship. You know, the ship coming out of space dock and you know, getting all those angles and we see the underside of it and that huge deflector dish and the nacelles and it same sound it had in the 80s. It just It is just a fantastic moment. They did mention something about the weak shields. So I'm yep. wondering, like, is that going to come into play or does Jordy have a trick up his sleeve? I actually modified it for blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? We'll see.
1: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see because they, they have a huge task ahead. And I just, you know, I don't know how they're going to play all this
2: out. Well, one of the things I think they may do is... Um, bring in the Enterprise F, a la the original Enterprise against the Excelsior. You know, Enterprise A against the Excelsior, and Scotty snuck on board and you know pulled the plug on the Excelsior so it couldn't take off. Um, I would <laughs> like to see that. I'd like to see the D against the F. I think that would be an interesting battle. I really do. Yeah,
1: that would be that would be uh, that'd be crazy. But uh, <laughs> but we'll we'll see. It's just it's just still like a few loose ends that uh, that are left. You know, we need to know. How the changes in the Borg operate, we need to figure out how they're gonna ultimately be defeated because I mean yeah. you're talking about biology now. Yeah. Um and then what and at the end, how they're gonna wrap it up? Are they gonna are they gonna cliffhang it so that we can do Star Trek Legacy? Um oh, and oh, well, by the way, I just yeah. read today that um, um, Picard is in the top ten of streaming shows.
2: Ooh. Well, he's not coming back.
1: He's done. Oh, no, no, no. I know, but I'm just saying it's in the top 10 of streaming shows, which, you know, the hashtag Star Trek Legacy has, has been oh, a yeah. thing. Every, everybody's
2: well, talking about it
1: um, oh, okay. t- on Twitter.
2: Everybody's using that handle to oh, promote, thought, to, get, uh, to yeah, get, okay, got I'm sorry. I, you said Star Trek, Picard is top 10, and then they're using the hashtag Legacy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, everybody's gotcha. using that to, uh, yeah. pro- you know, get Paramount to commit to, um, you know, they're doing do the Star it. Trek Legacy show. And why, I think why they're setting it they? up, they're pointing it. I mean, I mean, yeah. you know, well, they've also Captain.
2: Got, they've also got the academy that's coming out, which you said is in the future. So I think we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, Legacy would be great. Um, I would. I think you know Jack is interesting, but I do think he's going to sacrifice himself. Um, but I also think I think it's a shame that Shaw died because I think he would have been great in Legacy. He could have been you know, a captain to some of these people. And, and I, I really liked him. I just thought he was a great character. I'm sad that he's gone. Yeah, me too. Me too. I hated him at first, but now I like him. Episode nine, the penultimate episode, obviously did not disappoint. It was just full of breathtaking moments. Uh, but there's definitely some that deserve recognition. And, and Anthony, I, I, I want to uh, hand it over to you to see what you like the best.
1: Okay, for me, it was just all of the, you know, just great acting moments uh, from uh, Patrick Stewart, from Brent Spiner, uh, from uh, the actor that plays Shaw. I mean, the, the, and, yeah. and then Todd you know, Stashley. the moment, yeah, Todd Stashwick. Yes, um, I mean, those. I mean, really brought it together. I mean, it really rested on the acting, and, and yeah. that's that's what you know really meant a lot
2: to me. I have always been a geek for Star Trek, uh, a a design nerd. I love the design, I love the ships. And I'm a huge ship fan. I've built models my whole life of of the Enterprise and other ships. And so seeing those multitude of ships show up outside of space dock and recognizing Akura class and the um, Sovereign class and all the different classes of ship and to see the Enterprise F there was a lot to be said about this show—the brilliant writing and everything—but for me, I just got so tickled with just just the design elements and the ships. It was just thrilling to me.
1: Well, I'm I'm really looking forward to next week. I mean, um, oh boy, I, I'm, I'm, they're going to go out with a bang. We know that. There's uh, no way they're going to go out with a whimper.
2: No, I, and I'm already already heartbroken. I'm already sad. Uh, just knowing that there's one hour left of the Next Generation for sure. Uh, that's, yeah. that's a hard pill to swallow <laughs> oh yeah well that concludes this episode of Energize a Star Trek Picard edition podcast for more information go to our website www.energizedpodcasts.withan.s.com, and to download my book The Mindset Chronicles Book 1 The Deletion go to Amazon or Barnes & Noble and search Steve Truitt Thanks for listening. I'm Anthony McLemore. I'm Steve Truitt. Live long and prosper.